Hello and welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. I got to give it to my guy, Jerry. Lazio got it done. Sarri outcoached Inzaghi uh, on that particular occasion. I don't know if Inzaghi could have coached his way out of a wet paper bag uh, this past Friday. Lazio took the 3-1 victory at the Olimpico against Inter. It's certainly, I'm the Interista, of course, Jerry the Laziali. Certainly a frustrating, very frustrating match from my point of view. I thought Inzaghi got it wrong from the start. I thought he got it wrong with his subs as well. It's one thing to get it wrong the first time. It's another thing not to react properly during the match. And I thought that that, you know, obviously you always have to put some blame on the players because they're actually the ones on the pitch executing. But I thought most of the blame from Inter's side on what went wrong falls on Simone Inzaghi. On the flip side... I give credit to Lazio. Lazio were excellent. And I know my guy, Jerry Mancini, how many cigarettes did you smoke to celebrate Saturday's victory? Well, I don't smoke personally, but um, I think the game the game showed that Inter has a lot of – I think they have a lot of problems, more than than probably they thought they had and what fans had thought. They, they were the favorites we were talking about, the odds. And I think the odds, if we were smart, we should have bet Napoli. A couple of weeks ago, and I think there's still good there's still good odds there to bet on them. But I think Inter has some issues. Um, I really do. If you're going to depend on that back three for the rest of the season and depend on a fullback to play as a center back, right. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of issues. And now that now that they don't want a Cherby, um, I I I laugh about a Cherby. I think Inter's smart not to take him. I, I do. Agree. I do think they still need a center back, but it's not a Cherby. I think well, and, and that's the problem. Like it's one thing I, I can I can actually and I was joking on Twitter, like I used a hashtag sooning in uh for a tweet about Steven Zhang not wanting Francesco Cherby. And it's like, okay, not wanting, you know, 34 year old way over the hill a Cherby is one thing, but if you had made this decision earlier in the transfer window, you could have you know, brought in a different center back. So, I mean, this the, the window closes, uh, what, in less than 48 hours. So, I just no, really, Thursday. really poor planning. Closes out Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, but... Uh, but but Thursday, probably at midnight, right? I mean... Uh, I don't even know. Four o'clock, I think. Oh, okay. Four o'clock okay. our time. So, that's nine o'clock there. Okay. So, I think it closes at nine o'clock at night. If I, from what I re- remember in recent seasons, I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, I... I, I'm I'm curious to know why Hakan started on the bench. I and I think I, I actually yeah. do think I know why. Gallardini had a good game last year against Savage in I the agree. second in the second tie at home at the uh at the, at the Miazza. Now I don't think he was that dominant against Savage as as fans were, were trolling me out for him to be because I remember that Savage had a golden chance to actually take the lead to one in the second half and he missed it right now. I I think that a lot of people are not understanding. Another thing that's helped Lazio in the first two games is the crowd, the crowd. Lazio is the type of team that if, if, the, if, if the, if the, if the stadium's full, they feed off it. They play to an extra level. Uh, you saw that with Alberto when he came off the bench, how impactful he was. You saw Pedro, how, how he made a difference. Um, 
I thought Immobile, even though he didn't score, was fantastic. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. He was fantastic. Like, it's unfortunate that a striker is always judged by goals, but I thought he did more than than that. Like, he was all over the pitch, creating chances. In the first five minutes, he had that amazing chance where it was a beautiful one-touch passing that was built out from the back. And, and, I, and I saw a lot of sorry moments where the team is actually playing into what he wants. Um, it, it was an all-around complete effort. I thought even Vecino, your boy, had, had a decent game. And, and he he gave the ball over a few times, but I think the, the overall game of himself was simple and didn't try to do too much. Um, Patrick and Romagnoli shut down uh, Lukaku and... And honestly, that, what, what I was most impressed with in Lazio, I mean, you talk about like the movement and adapting to Sadi, like in all phases, yes, but I was most impressed with the defense because, you know, last season, Lazio's defense was good to give up three, four goals against any good team, right? Like you knew like, that was always a possibility. Like the, the, the defense, at least for right now, looks really stout. I, I agree. Um, here's, how, here's how I look at it. Our defense hasn't seen Gila or Casale play at center back yet. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's concerned about getting a left back, and I know that Marisic has done well, but they need more. But I, I completely forgot today. I was thinking Stefan Radu did a a decent job at left back for Lazio last year, and I thought that they didn't give him enough playing time. Um, this is a guy who is in his last year, probably as a player, and I think that his overall time with Lazio has been great. And he's just – he's a serviceable back, a serviceable backup. Now, I don't know how Sarri sees it. If if Lazio were not to get it left back, I'm not too concerned because I forgot that Radu is still in the lineup. And I I was impressed with him last year as the season progressed. Um, like, Patrick has to be the most improved player in Syria. And – I was thinking, like, sorry, does it again? He did it with Mertens at uh, at Napoli. Oh, yeah. He he played him in a new position. I think he converted him to a striker, or a false nine, and then you got Pedro, who had his best season at Chelsea under Sorry. Um, then Sorry comes to Lazio. Savage has his best season under Sorry, and then you got Patrick, who's improved under Sorry after Simone and Zaghi left. Um, this is a guy who who has the ability to kind of get the best out of players and and elevate their game and take it to another level, and I and I, th- I think I, I've been impressed with what he's been able to do. And I think the most important thing out of all this is the continuity of the of the squad. So in the first three games, there has even though Lazio signed eight players, and I think I said this in the last show, and I'll say it again. When you overhaul your whole lineup very quickly, it's hard to adapt to a philosophy such as sorry and when mm-hmm. he's trying to build. And if you saw in the starting lineup, I think he made two changes. You had Vecino at, at in the midfield, who was just signed this season, and you had Romagnoli at center back. I don't really count Provadel because he's not really in the midfield. He's kind of the goalkeeper and the he's on the outside. Um so you're seeing the team clicking and starting to show signs of what Sari 
has trying to kind of preach. And it, it was going to take time. It wasn't going to take five days to, to kind of implement what he wants. But I still think there's, there's a work in progress. But like you said, the most important thing is the defense. Yeah. And, and, and when the game was one nothing, and then 1-1 one, one, and then 2-1, you saw that, and last that was but b- before it was two one. And by the way, the the goals Lazio scored to make it two one and three one. Beautiful strikes, but still they came. You know, with uh, with Inter could have done much better defensively. That's where I really thought Inzaghi pissed it because Jerry, when the game was one one, uh, there was a good 15, 20 minute stretch, fifteen minutes maybe, where it was just begging for another Inter goal. Like it felt like tactically Inter had Lazio on the ropes and then Lazio scored to make it 2-1 and that's where I thought Inter's mentality just disappeared and then Inzaghi got it all wrong right so I I thought that the match was really there for the taking from Inter so I look at it from a couple of different ways right I I try not to overreact to shit Jerry and so I I see we're three match days in uh, and I'm already seeing I just sometimes I just want to like mute Inter Twitter, like I, I would almost rather read tweets, read tweets from rival fans than I would from fans of the club that I root for, because I already see Inter Twitter like, oh, season's over, we're awful. Like, no, it, it's it's how you respond from this and how you adjust to it, right? For all the mistakes that I saw, I thought Limone and Zaghi made on Friday. It's what can he learn from that? How can he adapt tactically from that? Uh, also, the mentality of the roster. Now, it's going to be challenging, Jerry, for the next few games because. Uh, Inter are going to be without Romelu Lukaku. Uh, Big Rom has a muscular issue, which is unfortunate because his first two years at Inter, nothing like this ever happened. The guy was just a tank. I think that this goes, I mean, not only is he getting a little bit older, but, you know, didn't take care of his body the past year at uh, at Chelsea than he did when Conte and Pintus were here. So I think that this is probably a symptom of that. So Big Rom has suffered a tear to muscles in the left thigh. He's Going to miss uh, the Cremonese match tomorrow. Going to miss the Milan Derby on Saturday. That is confirmed. It's going to be tough to be without Rom. And he's probably going to miss the Champions League fixture uh, Tuesday the 7th or Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not sure which day it is. But the 7th of of September against Bayern, he's probably going to miss that as well. So it's not to say that Inter can't score or can't win without him because Lautaro is actually in really good form. You know, Lautaro and Dzeko... Uh, not that they had the best partnership last year, but they played enough together last season. You figure there's got to be some sort of chemistry there. I also wonder, Jerry, if uh, how much we're going to see the grill master, Correa. Like, do you think? Uh, do you think Tuku Correa? I, I could see Correa maybe starting the match against Cremonese, but I just figure Inzaghi probably against Milan. Inzaghi is going to want to play it a little bit safer and he'll probably start Jekyll and Lautaro on Saturday. So maybe Correa could get the go against Cremonese, probably Jekyll, Lautaro on Saturday. But uh, I wonder if, uh, if Correa can get some kind of a rhythm going, he did score a goal. What was it in the, uh, in the, uh, I think it was the, the second match. Uh, yeah. On the weekend yeah. He, against Betsy. Yeah. Against Spezia, that's what it was. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the. I think it was against Spezia where Correa did score. So I wonder if he might start one of these next two matches. Well, our friend, I think his name is Antonio Michelli, on Twitter said that uh, Correa and and um, Martinez had a really good game last year versus Milan. Now I I don't remember because I don't keep track of Inter. I think it was I think it was uh, I want to say it was uh, the Coppa Italia fixture that Inter won three nil. I think that's the one 
he's referring to, which was obviously the, the best performance Inter had against Milan last year. But um, you guys need Antonio Conte back for, for Lukaku. Like, he is so out of shape. It is really bad. And after the first two games for Lazio, we looked out of shape. We looked very tired against Torino. Um, I wonder if, if players are being affected by the the weather, the heat, having to yeah. play like having to play in August. I'm not. You, yeah, I, I I I use this for both teams. You you look at Inter on Saturday on Friday. Maybe that has an effect playing in Rome. The weather it's hot in August. Uh, people are saying like, oh, you 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 deal with it. You play in that. But I like to see how other people would adapt playing into hot weather in Rome at, on. on in August, the hottest time of the year. Um, Inzaghi's never been a guy to kind of get the fitness level to another level. I've never seen that with Lazio. Um, true. I don't know if he'll do that with Inter, but uh, Lukaku doesn't look like the same player. He didn't look effective. And yeah, Romagnoli did pocket him. He dominated him the whole game. But in defense to Lukaku... He didn't look like the Lukaku who had always had the better of him in right. recent seasons. Well, and also, like, I don't know, I don't know at what point in the match Lukaku had the muscular problem. Like, because I, I, I think, I think it was during the game. So I don't know at what point he, he might have been playing through that for a while during the match. Well, he didn't look good from the beginning. No, I, he didn't. Like, like, even his chances, he had good chances. Like, he had good chances and he never converted. He absolutely didn't even make. A dent on him. I thought your, I thought the turning point in the game was Providel. When I really look back at it, and I saw a clip today, and it was the save he made on Dumfries when the game was one-one, and that was before. That was a great save. Yeah, yeah, that was a great save, and 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 a Lazio fan said it had, it had similar likes of Marchetti with Lazio, and that's how he would make his saves. And how he would sprawl and make himself bigger and make those those sporadic saves, but like, and then as soon as he makes that save, I think it's not that long after where Alberto scores that goal. So for 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 the Milan game, I would even look ahead to that. I I would try to. You, you have to look to Cremonese at first before you... Right. You, well, you, and, and also, and you're because right. Because anything can happen tomorrow, right? Yeah, and, and if and, and depending on what happens, very much going to affect the team's mentality heading into the derby, right? Because, I mean, if Inter are able to... And I'm open to any possibility because, again, you know me, I'm even keel. Like, I'm never the guy who comes out and says, Inter are the best, winning another Scudetto. That's not me. But I'm also not the guy who, after one loss, is going to say... Oh, this is this is going to be an awful season. It's over. Inzaghi can't coach you. Like I, I, I try to stay even keel. So I, I am open to a number of different possibilities tomorrow. I think if Inter are able to bounce back and really control that match and come away with an impressive win against Cremonese, then uh, I, I think that confidence can be sky high heading into the derby. If Inter do have a really lackluster performance, drop points midweek, then I am really going to worry about the mental state of Pazza Inter heading into the weekend. So, so much is riding on the Cremonese match because it, it could go it could go one way or the other, Jerry, that if, uh, you know, you bounce back, you have a statement victory, everyone's feeling great. If you don't, that's when the negativity starts to surface again. I'm, I'm, 
I think it's a bad idea if Inter were to fire Inzaghi. Um, oh, terrible, terrible. I terrible mean, first idea. of all, they, they can't really afford to replace him. Like, if, if they fire him, what, what, what are they going to do? Well, it's not about affording, too. It's who are your options? Who comes right. in? Right. Like, not many managers like to come in midseason who are high caliber and, and take over a team. They want to take over at the beginning of the season because it's their team and they put the imprint of what they want. You know what I mean? You, they, you need a you want a summer transfer market to start building what you are are trying to go forward with. Um, it's it's a difficult situation. I think Inter is in a, in a is in a tough spot, and you only have three days left. And I think there's a there's a lot of cracks in this team. Lukaku, like I said, doesn't look the same. But but again, let, let me bring it back to something, Jerry, because because you're, you're you're doing you're doing the negativity that I'm not allowing into my life. Like no, why is but, any why is anyone talking about sacking Inzaghi after I, after one loss? Like why? Not and, right. and you're not the only one. People are. Why is anybody talking about that? I'm not looking at the, at the sacking. I'm looking at the situation okay. he's in. Yeah. Okay, you got a Lukaku who doesn't look the same. Um, I don't know if Chelsea killed him. I don't know if losing his best friend killed him. This doesn't look the same since I, I in the two games I watched him. Um, I didn't watch him against Spezia. I missed that game. See that 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 was he, he was. I mean, one game he was really good in the Spezia game. He was. Then then you got your wing backs. I think that Dumfries has been fantastic. Um, I think Demarco is better at wing back, but he was exposed in this game, yeah, and you can see. Good. He's a liability defensively. We need Gosens. Um, like, we need Gosens to return to form from two years ago. There's another problem now. When does Gosens get back to, to fit? Yeah, it's I don't been know. It's a long time. There's, I think I, I think he's going to start tomorrow. I, I think he I think he will start against Cremonese. It takes time for these players to get back to the level they were at because of the significant amount of time that they missed playing football, the injuries they had. Then look at your midfield, okay? So you have Brozovic and you have uh, Barella. And you have Hakan. Solid three. But here's the thing. Aslani, he's not going to play. I'll tell you why. Because Nzaki's scared to play young players. I've seen this at Lazio, guys. Get ready. If you guys have any young, good talent, it's going to be sold in a year or two. Because Nzaki does not play this type of stuff. He lost Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto plays for Wolves right now. He has been fantastic there, and he's only going to get better. Um, I, I, I don't yeah, look. He starts Gallardini. Like this is yeah. the, the options in your midfield are not superb. You know what I mean? There's I not. It's not. And you got your center backs in, in your. In, what, what's your fourth and fifth option? You know what I mean? You tell me what your fourth or fifth option in the back end is. It's wingbacks, right? The, the fourth and fifth options are like Darmian, DiMarco, and uh, D'Ambrosio's corpse. Like the, those are the, those are the options. They're basically fullbacks who can't really play wingback or play center back, but those are the deputy center backs. And I agree with everything you're saying about Aslani. Uh, there, there was a a report uh, yesterday in Gazetta. From what I understand, everyone's saying, uh, well, not everyone, but. It's, it's probably BS, but maybe it's not complete BS that, you know, basically um, Inzaghi, according to this Gazetta report, he's basically taken Aslani out of the midfield rotation and he only considers him the vice Brozovic, right? That basically Aslani would only play in games when Brozovic is off, you know, resting, suspended, whatever. 
um, which and, and I, I hope it's not true uh, that that report is getting a lot of backlash. A lot of people don't think it's true because to me, uh, Christiana Slani, yeah, young, younger player, um, like Jerry said, and obviously Inzaghi and a lot of Italian managers are hesitant to play younger players, especially when you're at a bigger club, because you're really afraid if I play a guy without experience that he's going to let me down. Uh, but he needs to be part of the midfield rotation because I very bright. Uh, young star, and I think Aslani deserves more opportunities, had a really good preseason. I don't see why he can't get more chances to play, and I hope he does. I don't know, man. When Inzaghi took over Lazio, he wasn't reluctant to start Cataldi. He wasn't reluctant to, to start Muja. Yeah. He started young players. And then, and around his third season, second, like after his two seasons, he changed. Because the, the pressure, the pressure rises, the expectations rise, and some of these managers just get afraid to play young guys. I don't know why. Like, sorry, said that when he he called out uh, Mourinho, he said that we invested in young, in young talent for the future, and he is already looking to put veteran presence on the pitch with young talent. You see Cancellieri coming in with 10, 15 minutes left in a game. Um, you see, uh, or he's used Luca Romero before. Yeah. Who's and, really and young? I mean, how, how old is Luca? Seventeen. Romero? Seventeen. Dang. And I'm not saying that Sari goes full on better than Inzaghi and uses all young players because it's not yeah. true. But the one or two players that stand out to me is more than what Inzaghi has done between Lazio and Inter. And, and, well, and you know what? And, and with Sadi, with Sadi, I got to give Sadi credit for evolving and adapting because when he when he was at Napoli. Uh, and even at Chelsea, one of the big knocks on Saturday was doesn't use enough young players and just doesn't rotate the squad nearly enough. I feel like he's gotten a lot better at that. Like we've we've always known his tactical prowess. Uh, and now I think he's getting a lot better in trusting younger players and he's getting better with squad rotation. So like, you know, it's it's not impossible for managers to evolve. Like usually it's a little bit harder for Italian managers who get very set in their ways and very stubborn, but it is not impossible for managers to evolve and learn from their mistakes. And I, I certainly hope Simone is doing that. Uh, whereas like Matt, Max Allegri, there's not a whole lot of evolution there. I'm sure, I'm sure Juventini are hoping that Allegri can find a way to evolve a little bit. It's just not really considered a strong trait among certain Italian managers. Now, my question to you is, are you concerned with how Inter's transfer market is going and, like, if they don't do anything else until Thursday, does that concern you for the yeah. season? I, I've been I've been concerned. Um, there have been multiple red flags with the Mercato. Um, like, and it's not it's not even just losing out on certain players. It's how they've lost out on certain players because you know they had an agreement with Paulo DiBala for months, and I can certainly I can nitpick. Well, maybe DiBala for the high wages they were supposed to pay him. Maybe that wouldn't have been the best best move but they didn't really have a plan B. Like, I guess plan B was, oh, we're just going to bring Lukaku back on loan and everything's going to be fine. And then that, you know, it, it fell through with Dybala. He ends up going to Roma. You know, the what happened with uh, Bremer? Like, they had an agreement for months, and then they didn't clearly didn't really have a plan B. So it's like just this lack of organization on the Mercato. And now they've had basically an agreement with Acherbi for weeks, and supposedly... You know, these are reports. Supposedly now ownership is like, no, we don't like this idea. 
And, and so it's like, even if, okay, I haven't loved the idea of a Cherubi all along, you still have to have a plan. Like how come your plan seemed to be, let's, let's loan this guy, let's bring him in. And then the plan two days before the window closes is no, no, we don't want this deal. Okay. So who are the counterparts? Because, and, and that's another thing that's going to create some frustration with Inzaghi. Now, obviously Inzaghi is not going to, uh, you know, to be quite as temperamental as like a Conte a couple of years ago, if you didn't get him every single thing he wanted in the market, he was going to make your life miserable. I think Inzaghi's a little bit more passive aggressive about it, but he's not going to be happy, Jerry, because Inzaghi for, you know, I'm, I'm sure since the Mercato began, he's been telling the directors, we need something else in the defense. The directors have even talked about it. I mean, there have been, there have been interviews, whether it be you know, Marotta, even like on down to Zanetti, I, I've heard him mentioning that, yeah, we need to get another center back in to satisfy Inzaghi. So if they don't do that, Inzaghi's not going to be happy and he's going to feel like he's not being given, you know, the right players to succeed. Right. And and he's, you know, he's going to have that kind of excuse now in his back pocket. If things aren't going well and they start leaking goals, it's going to make things awkward between him and management because he can be like, well, I, I was asking you guys for the entire Mercato. I needed another defender. You didn't give it to me. He shouldn't be put in that position. I feel like he's in Lazio in some ways. Like, like I know he won two trophies, and I know that Inter is more ambitious than Lazio is. Like, it, the, the history proves itself. But I feel that in some ways it feels like it's, it's a Lazio in a way where you don't have the money to spend now. And that's not because management doesn't want to. It's because ownership is just effed in the ass because of their situations and the whole funding and all that. And then you have to sell players and you're thinking that players are going to come back in. It's just it's just a, a, a very difficult moment where yeah. it's like Inzaghi joined Inter at the wrong time. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not all wrong because it's. It's not a hundred percent what I'm saying because and, and they with, still have a good did, squad. It's like for 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 all for, win, all for all for all stuff like they still have a really good team. But yeah, I, I know what you mean he's completely. Not, he's yeah. not. He's not coaching the Inter that is known to be Inter. He's mm -hmm. coaching a Inter that's kind of like Lazio before. Sorry, joined where you can only buy certain players and only certain things can come in and there's restrictions and limits and. He has to deal with certain things to overcome it. And it's like it's like he thought that he was going to leave to go to Inter and everything was going to be better for him. And he was going to get the players he wanted, get the team he wanted. But it, it hasn't been all that. And it's not it's not all Inter's fault. It's not, their, it's not Inter itself's fault that their owner is in this situation. The, the solution is sell the fucking club. Yeah. Sell it. Yeah. Like, sell it. You, what are you trying to do? You, you, he... He is bearing Inter. The longer Jang stays in the whole crew, whatever the heck they all are, um, the longer they stay, the worse it's going to get for Inter. It, uh, because every year they're going to be in the same situation. So mm -hmm. if he doesn't sell the team next summer, okay, you, well, guess what? You'll have to sell Screen Year probably. And if he's still there the year after, you'll have to sell another buddy. It, 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 it's it's a non-ending thing where you'll have to sell a key player every summer. I'm surprised that you guys – who did you sell this summer? Oh, Cassidy. You lost Cassidy, a yeah. young player. Okay, don't, don't – Yeah, and lost uh, – did, didn't sell him, but lost Perisic on a free, yeah. which was a loss, which uh, that was a big loss, no question about it. Telling me you couldn't sign him to a, a friendly – like I would have renewed his contract and then sold him. Yeah. Like, you, even for something – 
I'm sure you could have done that to sell him to lose him on a free. Should, should have happened last season. They they should have found a way to renew. The call heartbreaking is that to lose Perisic on a free transfer. And don't get me wrong, you got you got a couple of good years out of him. And oh yeah, don't get me wrong, but like still, you, a player of that caliber, you want to sell, right? You don't want him just leave him for free. Yeah. You could if he had, had if he had extended his contract maybe to another year, and you sold him. Could have got at least 50, 40 million maybe for him. Probably not because he's older. I don't think it would have or, been that or much. Or at least 20. Maybe, maybe 20. Yeah, maybe 20. Yeah. 20? Yeah. Uh, but I I think uh, I think tomorrow will be a good game for Inter, Criminese. I think Criminese shouldn't be underestimated. No, I think not at that all. they've been good regardless of what their record has shown. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Juventus and Nedved in his video? Oh my dude, and and you tw- you tweeted that with uh, I can't even remember what the caption was that you tweeted it, but I watched the video and I was on the floor, I was dying. And and real quick, because I see our guy Lord Figo is here, and even though because Figo, if I'm not wearing Inter gear, Figo gives me hell. I'm not wearing hey, a jersey. Figo. I do Figo. have a T-shirt. I do have a Figo, T-shirt. Figo baby, Figo, Figo baby, huh? Now, now, now the banter starts. That was a very kind act of charity by Inzaghi, who just, every time he goes back to Rome, he just gives Lazio a free win. It happened last year. It happens this year. We'll get some payback on the flip side, Jerry. When you come to the Meazzo, we'll get some payback. But, Nevid, I I think people, if people, like, really take this, like, out of proportion with Nevid's video and his humping the girls and making out with the girl there's more to the video than just that that i tweeted i saw another video where he's making out with a girl he's drunk in the street walking back who cares honestly who cares i think it's funny that's why i tweeted it out well i mean did did, did he because i only i only saw the one you tweeted out like did did he break any laws like i'm I'm just asking like if if he didn't break any laws then let's no let's just laugh about it i I laugh laugh about it i think you it doesn't show that he's not a professional. It shows that he's a human being, that the guy has a life out, out of football. Um, being a director or management, I think it could be a stressful job for them, having to buy players, having to sell players, having to meet the demands of ultras, the fans, to, to kind of meet the expectations of, of, uh, of like, Teams, yeah, Mario's mad at me. I forgot to add him into the chat today. I completely forgot to message. Oh, was he anyway, supposed to come on the show? Yeah, I forgot. But um, um, and then next time, next, next time, time I apologize, Mario. Yeah, Jerry, uh, no problem. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. in Zoggy out. I'm Jerry out. But <laughs> but with Nefid, yeah, who cares? He's he's a human being. Like, what makes it different? Because he did it compared to me. Like, he's now, not breaking. No, if you did it. That would go freaking viral. Oh, if we if we could get Jerry, you should get one of our buddies who's good with like video and like Photoshop to like to put your head on the Nedved video. Now that would be some good theater. <laughs> we should ask uh, Jan to do that. He should. That stuff. Yeah, he's good with that stuff. But um, yeah, you know what? I think it's it would just be blown out of proportion. But has any games this weekend? Did you watch any games this weekend? Or just Inter Lazio. Uh, I actually, I just, I just, first weekend back for uh, for college football, which is more involved with my day job now. So I only watched uh, the only game I watched from start to finish was uh, was Lazio Inter. 
Okay. Yeah, I caught the Napoli game. I thought that was a very good defensive game between two sides. No, no, um, nobody's nobody's unbeaten. It's crazy. Like, and again, that's another reason why, even as an Interista, I can be upset about the game Friday because I'm always upset to lose. Right? I can be upset about it. I'm not throwing the towel on the season. Like, there's only three match days in. Nobody's undefeated in Serie A. Everybody has at least a draw. There's no undefeated team. So this is this is not common, Jerry. Usually. You've got like at least two teams at this point who are still perfect on the season. Like in the last couple of years, uh, Milan and not and Lazio, or so not Lazio, Milan and Napoli have both started really, really fast. Like Nap Napoli had like a big unbeaten run last year to start the year. Did you see this? Antonio Cassane Cassano says Romelu Lukaku must wake up and believes Alessandro Bastoni yeah. is overrated. I saw that. Yeah. This Cassano's guy's... a loose cannon. C C C Cassano, Cassano, sometimes he will like say, and he he is an interista, Cassano. At least he claims to be. Like sometimes he'll say, and like whatever, man. He says what he thinks, right? I mean, you know, whether you agree with his, whether you agree with his opinions or not, he doesn't just like, you know, he's not a an inter cheerleader. Like some sometimes he'll say things like, okay, he's saying nice things about our players. Other times he will torch everybody. I, I don't I think Bastoni had a bad game against Lazio. He, yeah, I agree. He he got I saw I, I tweeted out a video where Savage just like annihilates him in midfield. But in defense, when a defender is out in in the middle of the field, it's kind of hard for him because like he's in a difficult situation. I would be more concerned if that was in the back line. But yeah. I thought Inter as a whole just didn't play well. Well, and, and DiMarco Di 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 was really poor on the oh. Felipe Anderson goal. And like oh, Jerry, I can like I wish I had made a prop bet on Felipe Anderson to score a goal because he always he always kills Inter. Like he is an Inter killer, and DiMarco was completely out of position, gave him a free header. I think there's teams that match up well against certain teams. With Lazio, they they. They have done well against Inter at home. Um, when you look at Milan, Milan owns Lazio. We can't mm -hmm. win. Yeah. We can't win at uh, at their stadium at the San Siro. We've only had one win the last thirty years there. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I'm telling you, the teams uh, against been, either side against Milan or Inter. Like no, just against uh, just against Inter, Milan. Just Milan, yeah, they, they okay. just can't win there, and like. And then when you look at Juventus, and Lazio has done better against Juventus in the last couple of years compared to what they used to do. Like yeah. the match, it's just the matchups. Like like Napoli, we can't win at Napoli. We lost like five in a row at the uh, Maradona, but uh, at home we can yeah. beat them. Like it's yeah. just there's matchups, right? So, um, I thought like I was saying before, I thought Fiorentina played a really good defensive game against Napoli yesterday. Really pressed them hard in their back end. Limited their space, took them out of the game. That was a, a very, even though it was a 0 0 game, I thought that there were chances in the game. Sotil needs to learn how to freaking finish his chances because he's a good player, but needs to learn how to finish. Uh, what other games did I watch this weekend? Saw the Juventus Roma game. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was following that game while, I was, some while of that. I was working. Yeah. I think Maretti is going to be a great player. He, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised that Allegri even started him. I guess he's starting to kind of like change his way, but uh, yeah. Overall, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact about Inter, but 
I do see that there's there are concerns. Oh sure, yeah, that that's for sure. Um, I'm I'm. It's nice that Lazio doesn't have to do a lot of work in their transfer market now because they are very proactive in doing a lot of their business. You see Roma really scrambling. They got Belotti yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how Belotti, yeah. how much Belotti is going to even play if if at Abraham's your starter. So I'd like to see right. how that works out because uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, that duel kind of plays out. Um, Napoli continues to do great business, sold yeah. Fabian Ruiz for $24 million to PSG. Um, I think they've had the best Mercato amongst all teams because... Them in Roma, I think. I think Napoli more because they've been able to sell their players for a good profit. You know what I mean? They brought money in. And they brought good talent in, and young. They brought Raspadori, who who looks like a very young player. Like a really, he's gonna be a young, good player. Cava, I don't know, it's Cava. I'm gonna call him Cavada, Cavada. And uh, he he looks very like good, and he's a young talent too. So, and they got Kim Min Jae in the back end. So they've yeah. been doing some good stuff. Um, as for Roma, I think it's been a decent market, but like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm. Not sold on them. I, the more I think about it, I think there's a lot of old players in that team, and like Matic doesn't doesn't move the needle for me in the midfield. And I think Bellotti is will be, will be a good signing, but I have then again I have really don't pay attention too much to Roma for how much I hate them. But, Obvious reasons. Hey, I, I yeah. got to run in a couple minutes because I can tell tell my kid is making some commotion. It's time for me to uh, to take over on Daddy Daycare. But just real quick, yeah, Mighty <laughs> Mal. Um, de- definitely on Gosen, so I'm expecting him to start on the left. Who knows with Onana because H- Handanovic, I think he has like voodoo dolls of any other goalkeeper that comes to play at Inter because like, you know, six months ago, I would have told you uh, Onana is going to be Handanovic's replacement, yet Honda stays and he keeps Onana benched. Uh, you know, I, I kind of had some expectations for Radu being decent when he was back with Inter and he was, you know, a complete abomination. So, who knows? But with Gosens, I expect to start. We'll see about Onana. I'd like to see Onana get a chance. But yeah, that, that'll do it for this episode. Huge shout out and thank you, of course, always to Jerry, everyone who showed up in the live chat. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on the audio podcast. And we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao. Romo Merida. Fungo.